Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Hey, Sean, you were young once, like 17? Yeah, at, at one point, yeah. And you're like in your 30s now? Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm an adult now. Interesting. Did you have problems when you were growing up? I, to this day, my friend, they never stop. Oh, so you still have problems now as a grown-up? Oh, all the time. Well, that's good, Sean, because this is the podcast for you, where we talk about those kinds of things, yeah. from growing up to being an adult. Yeah, and everything in between. This is the podcast for everyone about anything. It's like an everything bagel. But oh. in podcasting. Exactly. And you can find us all over the place. You sure can. Instagram and Facebook, Guess This Is Growing Up Pod. Or you can send us an email at guessthisisgrowinguppod at gmail.com. And on today's episode, it's International Women's Day, and we're here to celebrate it with you. Here are, Sean, because we love that energy. Power to all our sisters. Damn right. And we have music from Thief Club. your own question in your head i literally was replying to the thoughts that were in my head uh, because i was like the thoughts in my head were we love that like we sure do we sure do i I didn't say anything actually you know know, buddy we talk all the time here about how important mental health is hey yeah no for sure and and we're definitely we're on the right we're on the right lane there for for mental health it just so happened that i you know said <laughs> I, said said a thing. A, I said a thing. I was having a conversation in my head and just with myself instead of yeah. in real life. It's fine. We're talking into my It's totally fine. We're doing a recording <sighs> thing. It's fine. It's good. It's yeah. Cool. Here yeah, on episode yeah. 29 of I Guess This Is Growing Up. Oh, this is the thing. We're here. That's Sean. And then that's Joe. Considering that most of our listeners are women, this is a very special episode. It is just for you. Yeah, really, because. You know, what's funny is you told me that a long time ago that most of our listeners were women, and I had no clue. I I didn't know how you saw those stats. Then I found it, and it was actually very interesting to see. So, ladies, thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, We appreciate everybody's support. But today is your day, ladies, uh, in Women's Month, technically. Uh, It's also National Reading Month, so I'm just throwing that out there. But, um, but yeah, so we wanted to talk today about just – some some women that either inspired us or that are just maybe some unsung heroes of women's history. And like, you know, it's funny as I'm explaining this, I'm like, man, I feel like we're going to spend the second half of the show just mansplaining to women about important women. Well, I th- well, the, w- <laughs> the way we the way we avoid that is just, I guess, more so give a give a, a bio that they may not. And I th- I think we've both I think, com- I think we've we both combed through where. <laughs> Like what we're gonna bring up that wasn't mentioned yeah. by audience or fans is maybe women that people haven't heard of before, and they can go and look into them a little bit uh, further. And it, it's it's as much uh, us letting you guys know as us educating ourselves, also because sure. we didn't know about them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a handful that uh, I had I had no no idea, and of course th- we don't have enough time in this podcast to go through all of the <laughs> amazing things that women have done throughout history no absolutely so hopefully not. hopefully we do it justice by highlighting these women today that we combed through and, and found that were that were pretty cool so 
I'm I'm excited for it, man. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great episode, and obviously, of course, uh, yeah. Again, most of our listeners are women, so thank you for tuning in for all these other episodes. And again, this is uh, this is for you, so we're uh, we're we're here for it. So that's it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Um, I don't know, like this is gonna sound silly, but how has your week been so far, Joe? My week, oh man, well, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty normal for the most part, other than, you know, uh, my house is still torn apart, so that's fun, uh, and then also... Oh, that's right. For those of you that don't know, they found some kind of problem with uh, one of Jay's neighbor, uh, Joe's neighbor's uh, chimney which also, systems. Which also affects me, because it's my chimney yeah, as well. Yeah, because they're yeah. attached, yeah. Yeah, so that's it's fun. So, um, so yeah, still, yeah. Uh, let's see, It's this will be... Oh man, this will this Friday will be three weeks at this point, and mm-hmm. uh, no work has been completed yet. It hasn't even been started yet, so everything is just still a mess for going on three weeks now. So that's fun. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, this is also just another little little thing. Uh, there's a little mm-hmm. actually. You know what? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. It uh, it has to do with money, uh, and I'm not going to talk about it because. Uh, somebody important uh, in in the uh, in the government might hear it, and then I don't know. Anyway, uh-huh. it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's great. But anyway, Joe I, thinks I, Big I, Brother is watching our podcast. Big Brother is always listening and watching. Sean, come on. <clears throat> um, but it has been pretty cool. My lounge is pretty sweet up here in the uh, in the studio, if you will. Um, I've Ooh, been yeah. I've been binge watching Breaking Bad, so that's been a good time. Okay, I'm gonna make an admission to you here right now, Joe. That's me. I have never, I started watching that show and I just never finished it. Yeah, no, that's okay. So I've actually seen it before years ago, but okay. I, I hated it the first time through. Hated it. Oh, really? And literally was like, this is <laughs> stupid. Why does anybody like this show? It's stupid. Um, right. But more so as I'm rewatching it now, that's just because I wasn't paying attention. And I yeah, was, I get that. And I was missing a whole lot of plot lines. So it didn't make sense to me at the time. So, uh, you know, past Joe, um, you know, we should have paid more attention, but it's okay. We're paying attention now uh, and I'm enjoying it. So it's a good time. Nice. Yeah. That's one of those shows that I, I started watching it and I made it to like season three or three or something, or maybe, I don't know. How many seasons are there? Uh, five. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I made it to like season three or something like that. And I just got to a point where I just I turned it off and I went about my life and I never thought it. I needed to sit back down and, and start it again. No, and I now it's that. been so long that I'm like, Christ, I have to watch it all the way from the beginning again. Yeah, no, Because I'm going gonna, gonna to forget so many little things from it. It's like I'm in this group of people who just never finishes these, some of these shows. Like um, started Dexter, never finished it. And I'm not even including <laughs> the new stuff. I'm talking the original run through of it um on the, the opposite sopranos, of that, I, the sopranos never watched a freaking yeah, episode i've never seen that i'm just one of those that is always late to the party right I, I, yeah I, I get that like, i wait forever usually to watch like i like, just i just finally watched the office probably like three years ago oh for the first time no yeah. you know what but so did i i've watched it for the first time like like four years ago yeah so, so yeah I'm, I'm right there with you but also here's the thing with me with a show I like mm-hmm. to have at least a handful of seasons underneath the belt so I can so you can binge through so I, so I can watch a whole bunch of it yeah until I get I too tired of it I do I, like I, don't want to I do like for an episode well like I, I I enjoy the anticipation of waiting for a new episode sometimes like 
I, I would I've always said I didn't, you know, and I wanted it immediately. But then like with The Last of Us and stuff like that, like I could stream it on HBO, but I gotta wait a week, right? Sure. And it gives me I really do get excited about it when it when it's coming up. Um so it's kind of a just a nice little milestone to have every week, you know what I mean? Um but at the same time, on the other hand, if all the episodes were available and I could just go through it right now, I would. <laughs> Podcast would be over. I'd be I'd be yeah. finishing watching the, the all the ship episodes. Yeah, be like, okay, I'm um, done. No, we're done here. Yeah, sorry guys. That's it. Uh, happy Women's Day. Bye. Um boy, that would just fit right into everything this day is again it does not represent. Um, yeah, yeah, it really would. It would honestly fit in. It, well, what's what's and I know we're gonna get to the actual meat of the conversation a little bit later on in this episode, but yeah, of course, I, yeah. I was uh somebody had mentioned actually more than a handful of people today, because uh, I mean most of my clientele are women. So when they've come in this morning, I say, Hey, how are you? Good morning, happy International Women's Day. And they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm like, really? That's yeah. surprising to me. Um, and I've had that from a handful of people. Like, well, guess what? It's your day. So happy International Women's Day. But I guess, it, it, yeah, it is kind of surprising to me. And I haven't necessarily been on on social media because I don't really sit on there a lot other than to no, you post, don't. post stuff about the show or whatever for the gym in case. But I haven't necessarily had it, anything come up for, like, um, trending. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is kind of weird to me but also makes sense too because of course it would be i don't know out of the ordinary to have something to celebrate all the amazing women in our in our the current and and history you know what i'm saying like of course it would oh be, yeah i know what you of mean. course it would be a hassle and it wouldn't be a trending thing because that's seemingly the way that the world is and that's it's well, so it stupid. May, it's stupid. If it helps, if it helps set you. It is stupid. You're 100 right about that. But if it helps you feel better at all, I just checked Instagram, and right now, Women's Day 2023 is trending as popular. Okay, good. That's so that's I'm good happy. To hear. That's, that's good. To hear. It's good. But I agree with you that I don't see it everywhere like I do a lot of other things. Um, and it, and it is odd. It, and I won't even lie. I didn't start out being somebody who recognized International Women's Day or anything. Um, I had a girl that I, uh, I a, a lady that I dated for several years who, um, when, when I talk about her in public goes by the name Esmeralda because she doesn't want people finding her online joke sure. and relate to that. I'm sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, um, okay. but anyways, she is very big, you know, women's rights and, and the whole yeah. nine yards. And absolutely. I'm all for that, but she's the one who told me about international women's day. So every international women's day, I, when we were together, I would make a donation to the fund of her choice uh, for International Women's Day. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it is. But like, it wasn't even like I don't want to pat on the back for it. No, no. I just did it. I just did it because I was like, you know, this would be a cool way to kind of uh, you know commemorate it for her. I feel like you know I, what I mean. I guess I'll not backtrack my my comment, but go back to that's it's awesome because you found out something new that's not only important to your partner at the time, but something important in the world in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so agreed. like, that's uh, the, the cool thing about, uh, again, whether it's social media, you you find something like that. That's a, a great cause or whatever the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, Hey, I learned, yeah. I learned something new and now I can carry that forward. So the fact that you found that, you know, whatever it was a couple of years ago, that's, that's awesome. That's essentially kind of the way that, um, I found out about it also. Cause I you know, essentially was, in the dark about it, I had no idea until, you know, I guess a couple of years ago. So, um, 
Uh, that's that is definitely one awesome thing about let's say let's call it social media let's call it um, <clears throat> meeting meeting people awesome people uh, in the world yes. that, that can yes. show us things like that yeah agreed and it's all about just looking outside your normal circle to find things that you don't already know about that's where growth uh, happens sean absolutely buddy um it's it just becomes one of those things that i'm i'm glad now i just wonder is it becoming more of a thing or have I just started surrounding myself with more people who have values like I do? Um, that's a really good question. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent know what you mean. And I, I, I kind of hope it's both. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I, mean? I, I hope it's, I would, I would hope that it's both. I'm probably going to, if we're being realistic, I'm going to lean on just actually surrounding, making your circle around those same like-minded people. Mm -hmm. If I'm being totally realistic, because I feel the same i i think <laughs> i think yeah it's, it's just surrounding with with like-minded people that you know like-minded values type thing where you see more of it you're more exposed to it in this case you know like uh learning more about uh women's history and um you know women's rights all those things uh like as i can remember years ago i never really heard anything about what was going on and mm -hmm. whether that was because I was just in my own little bubble, maybe. So is it talked about a lot in, in the world? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's hard to really truly answer that question. But again, I guess if we're being, if I'm being realistic, I would say it's surrounding ourselves in those, in that circle with like-minded people that are, you know, doing things, being, an activist for it or talking about just talking about it too. I think, you know, when we surround ourselves with, with that, um, you're going to see it more. And I guess I'm going to make this analogy. It's not the same thing at all, but if you <laughs> really want, if you really want to buy, let's say a Camaro, a red Camaro, right. All of a sudden you start to see red Camaros everywhere. Make sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's not um, the same thing by any means. When you start, no, no, no. But like when you start noticing, when you start paying attention to something, you'll notice it. There you go. It's yes. how it basically boils down to it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, he's not calling women things. He's not. Not at all. Suggesting not at all. anything, you know. Not at all. Um, Just the analogy of when you, when you immerse yourself into a subject, surround right. yourself with it, you're going to see it more. And I would like to throw this out here right now, um, because again, like Joe said, we like we've already kind of started t diving into it, but the plan is more later. Um, we are just two dudes who are trying to talk about this because we genuinely thought it would be interesting, interesting to talk about on a day like today. Yeah, um, we are not trying to tell you anything you don't already know. So not please, at all. just see this as the ramblings of two dude minds <laughs> trying to understand things that they weren't raised to understand properly just uh so happens that uh today wednesday the 8th of march was our recording day and realized like oh shit it's international women's day we should probably talk about that and yeah we we actually there was a couple feelers out there to have a interview today it just didn't work because of schedule wise um yeah. but uh was was trying to get a couple of uh badass women to have an interview today so that will be down the road uh it just didn't work out today it would have been cool if it could have been today but you know that's okay it'll it'll happen in the future right yeah and uh, yeah. that 
like I was saying, I, I just think that I, I just I don't want us to come across as patronizing. Like we're no. we're the ones telling you about international <laughs> not, and I mean no. and I mean this in general. You know what I mean? I just we're just we're t- kind of talking through it. And a little later, I kind of want to talk about what got us to that point. Like when we finally started to understand it, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And what I really, I'll, I'll say this for that too. Yeah. We're in no way uh, trying to mansplain international women's day. God, no, no Uh, more. So (laughs) putting it out there and being able to, I really enjoyed doing research and finding, finding out about, um, I mean, there was a handful that I had already started to jot down notes of what I knew, but I went to go research to dive a little bit deeper on some things that these women did in history. Um, And Mm. then, uh, you know, I'll throw it out there, like, because my essentially background is uh, fitness and sports and whatnot, I do have a handful of awesome women that have competed or whatever the case uh, in some type of sporting thing that I really didn't, I found out other things too. That was really interesting. Like, Holy crap. That's, that's, you know, so the point of it is like, I think we both, I'm not speaking for you, Sean, of course, but we both right. enjoyed this process also of finding out this information, getting this knowledge to, which I think translates to celebration of what this, this day is supposed to be. Yeah, I think that's a good learning. Way. Yeah. Learning about history of all these amazing women doing amazing things, not only and, in history but through today and leading into the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about all of this. Uh, but coming up, we got some new music to play for you. We do have some new music to play, uh, and this band is a band named Thief Club. They have a brand new single out and a new music video for it. It's called Rise and Decay, and you can find that. You can just go to their social medias, actually, at thief underscore club on Instagram. That's T-H-I-E-F underscore club. And then they have a link tree, of course. You can follow that, thiefclub.com. You can find all of that there. But the song today is called Rise and Decay. And the best way to describe Thief Club, Sean, is mm-hmm. heavy, light, nasty, clean. That's how you would describe Thief Club. So again, the song today is called Rise and Decay. You can find the brand new music video for that as well on thiefclub.com. But hey, the easiest way, follow them on all their social medias at thief underscore club. And I'll put that all in the show notes so you can find it nice and easy. Again, this is Thief Club with the song Rise and Decay. Sean, you must play it loud. And you gotta. Play it proud. You know what you really need to do? You gotta play it. Now.
Man, that was awesome. I told you. Again, that uh, was Rise and Decay from Thief Club. And you know, you can you can try to you can try to label that. You can try. Yeah, good luck. Um but the fact they, was, I mean they remind me of certain like things, like certain bands I've heard, like he, like bits and pieces. Like they don't sound just like anything. No, yeah, it's um so essentially what their bio like I said, heavy. Light, nasty, clean, nasty. That's that's definitely how you describe Thief Club, um, and one that uh, Thief Club is one that uh, shimmers, grooves, rides a fine line between the ethereal and heavy. Doom pop, new game. It's ethereal. That's what I said. Yeah. Experimental alternative. <laughs> Wow, okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. So again, Thief, that was Thief Club playing Rise and Decay. You can find them on all social medias at thief underscore club or thiefclub.com. Take it away, Sean. Thank you, buddy. Uh, nice music choice. And again, today we're kind of talking. We're giving a little more focus than we usually do. It's funny. We started out having a different conversation in the beginning that segued into this topic, which is International Women's Day. Exactly. It sure is. Still is. We, we, I was going to say, we, in the beginning, we talked about something completely different. We were talking about like Jay's Chimney and stuff going on, movies and television well, shows. I mean, then we, and we somehow segued that into our topic for the day before we meant to talk about it. Well, it was like we uh, buried the lead a little bit by talking a little bit about it before the musical break, but yeah. it's fine. I, yeah, but you know what? It's fine. It is fine. Like I said, I wanted, to, I wanted to take this time to uh, kind of talk about it a little bit because, again, as two guys, um, Joe and I weren't raised with an appreciation. Well, and I, I can't speak for Joe. I'm sorry. I can speak for me. Um, I wasn't raised with a, a real appreciation for women's history or the struggles of being a woman in the world. No, yeah, I can I can attest to that too. While, you know, essentially uh, Ma Steele and, and my sis, you know, essentially raised me, you know, uh, I mean. Right, right. So they had a huge part, obviously, in in raising me. But yeah, I didn't, I can't say that I really knew anything about women's history or any, you know, knowing any type of inequality or, or anything like that growing up. It wasn't until right. I became well into my thirties now where I actually found out about these, these things from history and, and today, you know, so it's, yeah, I, this is essentially all brand new to me. Yeah. Which is awful when you consider the age that it occurred to both of us, which is right around our thirties. Yeah. Like it's a um, long, give, or take, a, give or take a couple years. Yeah. It's a long time to be on this earth without it being like a major subject that we had been exposed to. And I, throughout school, the school, honestly, all it taught me was um, like women's suffrage, you know, like when women wanted to vote mm -hmm. like that, we've we talked about that a little bit. Oh. And then during uh, the war, when the women had to go to work, right. you know, and they were kind of the only things really, in, if I'm being honest, thinking about my history classes, those are the only real, quote unquote, like, like issues or struggles that really popped up involving women in history. Yeah, that's all I can. We, we didn't talk about it, like inequality of pay, um, how the health system, it, you know, doesn't listen to women. Like we didn't, we didn't talk about all sorts of issues that have plagued women for years um, that should deserve more focus. Yeah, I, I honestly, what you had already mentioned, I, I can't recall 
anything else really being talked about ever in, in a history class or, you know, like civics, civics class, social studies, whatever the case. I don't remember literally anything else being talked about. I mean, I guess I do remember hearing um, the name Maya Angelou a few times. Yeah, in, of in course. School, which but, is a, a... but it wasn't necessarily a deep dive or anything. You know, I, I know we... Right. I I don't know if it was on the required reading list, but I I remember. Um, and for the record, I mean, and I, this isn't to diminish Maya Angelou at all. No, not at all. Um, but like what she's most what she's most known for, at least uh, being for being an activist, is the civil rights movement, right. and the the primary focus there being that she was African American. Um, and so she doesn't even get credited with it, like from the women's history perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it. Just... Yeah, so, so when we learned that, it wasn't really about women's history right. in that regard, and it wasn't it, when it wasn't framed that way, you know. Yeah, and so it's um, and again, it's just crazy that, and of course, obviously, we haven't been in school for a long time, but I, if I was a betting man, I guess I'd probably bet that it's still not being talked about. I don't know. We'd love to. Uh, I don't know if if you have kids in school uh, or if you're a teacher, we'd love to hear from you. On, on this is it something that's being talked about in schools we don't know i uh, you know i'm there there are certain places i'm pretty sure i can point and say nope probably not um but you know leave florida alone the point right. being <laughs> yeah that, and, of course, yeah. and again we'll say this i mean i know we're like 30 minutes into this but if you li- if you've listened to us before or if it's your first time listening to us we're, we don't get political on this show, so we won't be... We, we don't get political on this show, but if you see women's rights as just a political issue and not an overall human being living on this planet issue, then I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. Fuck you. 1,000%, yes. I meant more so of just, uh, like, you know, seeing it as a whatever, <laughs> left or right. Type yeah, yeah, I get yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? At, at the end of the day, when it's an issue like this, if that's how you see it and you stop listening to us because of that, that's fine. oh well. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not really you know, not mad about I, that. I, I'm not, not sad to see you go. This is an issue that I don't think is left or right. It's just a human being issue. Right. So, uh, in any event, um, I was bringing up before um, that Joe and I had been doing a little research, a little research. looking into some some important women uh, in lieu of the fact that it is International Women's Day or in, in, because of that. And when doing that, I don't know how, it's funny, Joe and I actually ended up on the same path, even though we didn't intend to. Uh, first of all, we were both doing research into important women, which I'm really glad that I have a co-host that would also think on a subject like this to do some research. Because again, you and I don't come from a knowledgeable place on it. And also, um, yeah, I mean, to to quote a the show Ozark, uh, and you, well, you know what, Sean? I think you should leave this one in. Uh, even though it's going to be explicit, okay. so earmuffs, everybody. Uh, but to quote, okay. to quote a sh- the show Ozark, um, <clears throat> Sean and I don't know shit about fuck uh, when it comes to uh, being a woman. So we had to do some research. Yeah, uh, and that's not saying after this we'll be experts. No, not at all. The point being that we were doing. It. And so while I'm going through these lists of uh, you know important historical women, um, generally speaking, uh, I'm seeing the names that I kind of recognize. Mm, yep. The ones that we, the ones that we are thankfully taught about, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like you said, Maya Angelou. I mean, there's so many. Um, but right, Madam Curie. Uh, it, it, so I, to me, it was like you know, I saw a couple of uh, one or two names I didn't really recognize, and so I was more interested in the ones that I hadn't heard of, and some of them huge, you know, things that we that. I'd never heard of. So that just to me kind of pulled me in more because I was like, I'd really like to see scratch below the surface on this 
and see if I can get some nicks. And I'm thinking I'm going to counter Jay or Joe having things that um, like maybe everybody's heard of, but then I message him and he goes, yeah, no, I did that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely did do research on the ones that were that essentially, I don't want to say we've all heard before, but names that you, that you might be familiar, more familiar with. And also because we did get a lot of fan responses and we'll get to those uh, to everybody. Uh, so just, just to pop into those. So yeah, like uh, RBG, I, I, I've heard that name many times before. So, but I did, I right. did dive deep into that a little bit and get to get some more research for myself. Uh, so all the ones that we've already said, it was kind of the same thing. Like I, I went into it. And I was like, okay, well, great. Now I have a little bit more knowledge, but like you just said, right. then I also was like, okay, so what, what, what haven't we heard of? What have, you know, like things like that. So yeah, like to piggyback off of yours, like being able to essentially have the conversation without having the conversation, you and I, we essentially, uh, through telepathy, uh, we're like, okay, we need to find some women in history that haven't been talked about. Let's find those ones. Right. So that's pretty cool. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, I don't know, Joe. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to? Um, yes, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take. I'll take the lead on this one. I'll, I'll go first. All right, go this ahead, one, buddy. Go ahead. This one was uh, really cool to me. I happened to look at. Um, I wanted to know who the first female CEO of a Fortune 500 company was. And her name. Nice. Okay. Her name's Catherine Graham. And she made history by being the first female CEO of the Washington Post. And she she was there during the Watergate yeah, years, right? Correct. And she led the paper from 1963 until 1991. So I thought that was pretty badass, that's, especially that's it. Especially in the 60s, uh, when yeah. again it, we we know this obviously now today. Speaking, you and I in our 30s, like how women have been treated in the workplace forever. So mm-hmm. especially in the sixties to be the CEO of the Washington post, like that's this woman was, I met, I honestly, I don't remember. I didn't see if I think she's still alive, but anyway, or no, she's, I don't think she's alive. No, she, yeah, she passed. No, she passed. Yeah. 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 Right, in like, in like um, 2000, 2001. Yeah. But that is a badass woman. Like, because you know, she didn't take any shit to get to that point. Oh, without a doubt. Um, she was uh, also the first woman elected to the board of the Associated Press. That's, again, a hu- huge so, thing I mean, she, to be, yeah. We, the first woman to be a publisher of an American newspaper, the Fortune 500. I mean, like, dude, we see, those are huge accomplishments. Think of, think of everything, essentially, almost every news article you see has that AP tag, right? The Associated Press. So, like, she... Dude, so, so many. On, <laughs> like, literally, the, the queen on top of that. Like, snaps and claps, dude. Like, snaps and claps for that. Snaps you know what and I, mean? cla- I love that. Pretty, I love that. That's fucking awesome. All right, so my first one um, that I found interesting was a woman by the name of Wilma Mankiller, which I know it's a wild name, but that's the name. Uh, in 1985, Oklahoma native Wilma Mankiller became the first woman to be principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. Mm. Hell yeah. Leading the, na- the largest tribe in the United States. Also, she received a Time 100 cover. Um, during her decade-long chiefdom from 1985 to 1995, tribal enrollment grew, infant mortality dropped, and employment rates doubled. I mean, <laughs> uh, so she did a lot of good for the Cherokee Nation. Um, in 1998, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Bill Clinton. And um, yeah, that's 
Dude, I, that, so it's another be another side thing. I would be curious with uh, the Cherokee tribe, what kind of, I guess, history that carries with, um, in the sense, what was I trying to say? I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, but I'd, I'd be curious to see, like, lineage of that. How many other people were in charge? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they reign for a long time? Are they in charge? You know, we don't have to talk about that, that right now. I'm just throwing that out there because my mind is ADD. But anyway. Um, I got to be honest with you. That's something else I'd be interested in uh, as well. Um, just the idea of not, you know, uh, not just Cherokee Nation, but just um, Native uh 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 in you know native american indigenous people right. is, um, is that here in the united states was that kind of the the catalyst to start now where more women are are in charge of all like a full tribe you know what i mean like that'd be right did that kind of did that kind of lead the way for more for, for more movement in that direction that would that would be interesting but to I know mean, i mean you got to think it at least had that it at least had an effect in the sense that she showed it was possible. yeah 100%. and then of course that she was successful with it too so you know, yeah. you could yeah. you could take away any other biases from that, like oh, she probably won't. Even like let's let's imagine she gets elected or however it was it was happened. Like oh well, let's see what she can do. She'll probably fail, and then she kicks ass at it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, shove it, shove it. <laughs> I love that. I do too. I do. I so what's you. Yeah. Yours? So this uh, this woman, her name is Ursula Burns. And she became the CEO of the Xerox Corporation in 2007. And she was the first African-American female CEO of a Fortune 500 company in history. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome, too. Uh, and she, during her time as CEO, she transformed Xerox from a lackluster performer to a more formidable global competitor in the tech industry. So that's pretty badass. That's extremely badass. <laughs> That's ex I like that you got the two first uh, CEOs in their own categories. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah. And so that was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the first one obviously happened years before, but still in, in 2007, I mean, shit, man, it's 2023. Uh, and we're still, sorry, not we, women are still battling inequality. So in 2007 to make that happen is a, is a big thing in, in that time frame too. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and one of the big things uh, these days is is kind of one of the reasons I have some of the ones on my list that I do is the, the I guess, the, I, I think it's the newest wave of feminism that I've heard about is intersectional feminism, mm -hmm. which means accounting for how um, the different struggles for every uh, group of women. You sure, get what I yeah, mean? yeah. Like um, women of different experiences, whether it be uh, African-American women, uh, disabled women, um, you know, all of them, because they've all had their own individual struggles as well as the struggles of just being women. Um, and so the first choice I had was uh, Wilma Mankiller, who was an indigenous uh, uh, leader. And um, this one is a longtime disability rights advocate. Her name is Judith I'm going to say it wrong, okay. and I know I am, but human is who it looks. Uh, she's got it. She's German, so I'm, I'm just guessing at the last name. Um, she contracted polio at age two and used a wheelchair ever since. Um, I think she's still alive. Uh, at eight, f age five, sh uh, her school deemed her a fire hazard and would her le wouldn't let her attend school anymore. What? So because well, like that a wheelchair. Put her... Right. Because so they they and because of how they viewed. Uh, um, disabled mm. people as more of a burden okay, than just sure. people. Um, she, uh, but that helped her, that kind of motivate her to fight for increased accessibility and rights of disabled people. 
Uh, she was the first teacher in New York to use a wheelchair after successfully suing the Board of Education. She protested for the passage of the Rehabilita Rehabilitation Act, advised Presidents Clinton and Obama, and has pushed for the globalization of disability rights. Hell yeah. So she's still around and she, still, she's still she's making still, waves. So essentially, this woman, of course, when she was two, she wasn't necessarily... Um, you know, had the had the mindset to to do these things, but essentially she's been battling since the age of two. Oh, you know, you what, I mean? know what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I mean like I, coherent, I, coherently. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, right, right. Um, I'm only distracted because I just learned this. Uh, Judith Ellen Human uh, was was a disability rights activist. She passed away four days Holy ago. Holy crap! Yes, yeah. uh, she passed away in Washington D.C. Kind of wild that. You just came. Well, we, we've now just come across her, and her. She just, you know, passed away so so soon. Four, four yeah, four days after she had passed. Wow. Um, so I'm going to give you this opportunity to say uh, my heart and condolences go out to her family and her friends, and we all who are, owe her a a huge set of gratitude for all the work she did uh, yeah. for disability yeah, rights. Just dude, so. being again fighting since the age of two like that's what and how old did you say she was i'm sorry i missed that she passed at 75 okay. so i mean 73 years of grinding basically to just to yeah have basic human rights you know what i mean right yeah that's wild yeah it's freaking wild man well i don't know how you follow um, that one up. <laughs> well i don't know how, how we're gonna follow it but i do have another first i do have another first ever <laughs> that seems to be my, my yeah. thing here um and i I apologize so much if I butcher your name. Uh, her name is uh, Rasham Sujani. Okay, she uh, okay. was or she is. You want to? Do you want to? Do you want to spell it real quick, just yeah. in case people well, couldn't make it? And what I'll you put it saying. in the. I can put it in the notes too. But uh, R E. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. R E S H A M. Last name S A U J A N I. Uh, and what she is most known for, not only her. Uh, TED Talk, which garnered nearly 5 million views since it debuted in 2016, but she is the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code, a nonprofit she founded in 2012 to close the gender gap that exists in technology. She has, That's, uh, okay. has, has more than a hit video and best New York Best Times, be, sorry, New York Times bestseller, Brave Not Perfect. Uh, for example, in 2010, she was the first Indian American woman to run for U.S. Congress, though she wasn't elected. So, uh, another badass, badass woman out here doing big things, being the first Damn right. ever. Damn right. I had no idea she started Girls Who Code. I've heard of that group. I, I, I've seen several things where that was like uh, the principal, um, either or group behind it, or they were raising money for girls. Yeah, I, I've, and I heard um, that before I came across this information yesterday when I was doing my research, I had heard of girls who code before as well, but I had no idea that she was, you know, the, the founder of that. So, um, again, kind of, wow. I guess, uh, kind of wild how, you know, how we've come across, um, these amazing, uh, these amazing women in the last day or so, and they've done some pretty badass things, you know? Yeah. Without a doubt, dude, without a doubt. Um, up next for me, uh, Rosalind Franklin, who uh, lived from 1920 to uh, 1958, I think she's relatively young, uh, led a short life, but it's been described as movie-worthy. The young British uh, woman studied at Cambridge before doing a research stint in Paris, and at age 31, she joined a team in London working to uncover the structure of, the D of DNA. 
Wow. Uh, Franklin and her student took a pivotal X-ray image that, along with their data, led to the Nobel Prize-winning discovery of the double helix DNA uh, strand. And you know, dude, that's paramount. Like that is, dude, that is everything. That is such a huge <laughs> discovery in human in human anatomy oh and science gosh. and life. That's everything, dude. That is, I mean, I, I all I can do is just bow down, like, dude, badass, badass. Love that. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, sad part of the story, obviously, is she passed away at 38, yeah. uh, from ovarian cancer. And actually, she's just now getting credit she's deserved, um, because, uh, the, when she passed, the credit for the discoveries went to the three men in her team. So did she, I'm sorry, did she, did she Which, pass before, before the prize was, was awarded? I don't have that here. Um, it just says with all the credit for the discoveries going to the three men of the gotcha. group. So that it maybe she passed before the I man that you just brought it up in a way. I thought she passed after and just like, you know, his history has looked mm. at them as you yeah. know what I mean? But now you've met you now you got me wondering. I'm like, man, did she uh, yeah. Franklin and her student took a pivot? Yeah, I wonder Oh, you know what? You know what? I think you're right. I think maybe she did because it says that that and her data led to the Nobel Prize winning discovery. It doesn't say her discovery. Uh, okay, but still, I mean, still her essentially. Oh, her data. I mean, it says her yeah. data and and the X-ray image uh, were the things yeah, that yeah. led so to she, it. Yeah, <laughs> she discovered it. It was her. <laughs> it was her. Yeah. What's funny is we're we're having this conversation, and I know, like as we're having it, I'm trying to learn more about it. Oh, you exactly. know what I mean? Um, so I kind of have a uh, uh, a back to back here because they play into each other. So uh, okay. this woman's name is Alice Guy Blanche. She was the first woman filmmaker and a visionary, uh, and she was a true pioneer of the early days of cinema. Cinema, cinema, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that. So she was the first woman director right and then okay Catherine bigelow is the first american mm -hmm. filmmaker and first woman to or first woman direct director to win an oscar for the hurt locker yeah you know what's funny about that she was at one point i'm not saying this to discredit her i'm saying this to prove what a badass she is um she was at one point married to james cameron the guy who made titanic oh, yeah. and avatar He's done something. And Hurt Locker won. Hurt Locker won the Oscar that year. It was her first, the first big motion picture. Um, and she beat yeah, Avatar she that did. year You're for best director. Right for did. best director. You damn yeah. right she did. And I, I believe, I believe this case because I remember, I remember the jokes going around about that. Um, which, which was unfair because she'd never had never had the real chance like to out to to prove herself like that. And then right away she, bam, right out the gate she was blowing people away. So, um, and just to touch on so. And I, I don't. I hate that. I almost like. I'm only saying it for the sense, for the sake of like, yeah, she did this and good for her. Because I don't want people to think I'm bringing up her husband. Because like, I have to bring up her husband because she's not important without that. No, not at all. It's just like it's not comparing yeah. the two. It's like you are killing it. And a couple other of yeah. her films yeah. uh, include uh, Near Dark, 1987, uh, yep. Point Break, 1991, Strain. Oh, she did Point Break. It says. Did she direct it, uh, or well, what so is this it? Says her, her, no, she could. She yeah, had to have been a producer, producer on that. Uh, but Strange okay. Days, K nineteen, The Widowmaker, The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, and Detroit. And then she's won several other awards for uh, Academy Award for Best Director, Directors Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directing, 
Uh, so yeah, she's she's mm-hmm. she's been killing it. She's been killing it. But th- but those two yeah. play into each other. Um, so if you know if Alice Guy Blanche had never taken taken the leap to direct something then who knows if Catherine Bigelow would have ever done, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe Catherine Bigelow didn't even know about her. Who knows? I don't, I don't know either of them, but it's kind of a, uh, a transcending, transcending thing for, you know, one woman takes the leap and others, others follow yeah. because hey, she did something awesome. I can do something awesome. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the expression? They walk so we can yeah. run, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, the next, the next one I'm picking is actually somebody that maybe people have heard the name of, because I feel like they're on the outskirts of those names that everybody knows. Um, it's Malala Yousafzai. Uh, and uh, I think that's how you said it. I could be saying the last name wrong, but it is Malala. Uh, she's a Pakistani female education activist, because, you know, in that part of the world, it's, you know, for the longest time, women weren't allowed yeah, to do right. anything. You can't even learn. You can't, you can't you know, learn. Let alone get yeah, an let education. Let alone learn anything, yeah. Well, um, and she uh, is a 2014 Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Uh, she was shot in the head in Pakistan by the Taliban in 2012 when she was 15. Uh, she was targeted for speaking out on education for young women. And they don't like that. Now, no. Now here's the thing. She lives she? and continues. Yeah, and continues to be an activist uh, for women for education for women. She became the youngest person to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize when she was 17, and the second Pakistani and the first Pashtun to receive a Nobel Prize. Good. Dude. Yep. Yep. She, she, and she, her whole big mission, as I've looked into this before, because this is the fund that I used to her, she has a fund called mm-hmm. the Malala Fund. And that's who I used to donate for in my ex girlfriend's yeah. name for International Women's Day was the Malala Fund. Because uh, reading her story and how important it is for, we all know how important education is. And the idea that people are trying to stop women from getting that anywhere in the world is absolute and utter crap. So uh, it's an incredibly noble mission, and it's the only thing that'll help um, women move forward in society is by ed- is by giving them the education yeah, exactly. they need. Um, and there was uh, yeah. shoot, uh, bu- 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 I'm just looking at my notes real quick. Ooh, well, so that was uh, speaking of like um, education in general. Of course, uh, everybody's heard the name Michelle Obama obviously uh but she in let's see i mean 2010 she launched the let's move campaign fighting childhood obesity 2011 the joining forces to help uh veterans armed service members and their families um 2014 reach higher to inspire young people specifically young girls to take charge and by completing their education past high school um and Mm -hmm. then 2015 let girls learn initiate to help girls around the world to go to school and stay in school. So um, that's this. I'm sorry. Can you say uh, yours, what her name was again? Malala. Yeah, there you go. Um, So that's, that's a huge thing. It's like, we've talked about this whole episode now at this point is education. Like, again, we, what did we learn about women's history and, and women's education when we were growing up, you know? So, Right. It's a, yeah. Obviously, a huge, huge, hugely super important thing. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly important. important. Um, and I mean, uh, restriction of access to education and things of that nature are just a way that certain cultures use to subjugate exactly. people. 
um, they, they, they use it to control them. And so, you know, that's why there will always be a fight for people, for people in different parts of the world to be able to receive an education. And Malala has been at the forefront of that for women. So, and Michelle Obama, obviously important to her. And again, I'm going to say this again, just for anybody who happened to get to this point, hear the word Obama and go, mm. look, again, take the left, right out of this. If you can't acknowledge the good things that the yeah, person has done for real, then go like, away. Dude, there's... <laughs> That has nothing, literally nothing to do with politics there. It was all in, in No, the, it doesn't. I just, I know there are yes. people in the world who just hear the name they, Obama they and immediately cringe, start yeah. going crazy. I mean, all, all of those things yeah. I just mentioned were literally just for the betterment of humans. <laughs> you know? Right, so. right. You got another one? Yep, yep. Uh, I do, actually. Um, and this one is uh, Mildred Loving is her name. Uh, she was born in 1939, passed away in 2008. Uh, hers actually, weirdly, in this regard, is kind of about a love story, because uh, thanks to her and her husband Richard Loving's uh, inter uh, marriage, like now interracial couples can be married. There it is. Uh, Richard Loving uh, and Mildred were a interracial couple whose historic Supreme Court case helped ease you uh, erase, excuse me, uh, segregation laws in the U.S. Uh, so now partners can now marry outside of their race because in 1958, the Lovings were arrested for the violating the racial integrity of 1924 and act. Not, e not even a hundred years ago. I was ago. just going to bring mention to that. When did that case actually, when did they actually win that case? Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it in the sixties? Um, I think it was. I, yeah, yeah. I don't remember because I've, when you just said that, I was like, where do I know that name? And then as you progress, I was like, oh, yes. And that's what is so wild to me is that I think I think they won that case somewhere in the 60s, might have been the 70s. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I don't have the actual number right in front of me right at this moment. But it's wild to me that that is not that long ago. 1967. Yeah, that is not that long ago. Was when, yep. It, it says in uh, 1967, a unanimous court struck down state laws banning banning marriage between individuals yeah, of different races. That is not that long ago. That is... <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's not that long ago at all. Dude, a lot of our parents were exactly. alive yeah. at that time. You know? Uh, like, and I say a lot, not all, but a lot of our parents yeah. were alive then. So it's not, it's, it's not long ago at all. Yeah, Loving v. Virginia. Loving v. Virginia, I would like to point that out. Um, legal case was decided on June 12th, 1967. Oh, Virginia. Oh, oh, Virginia. Virginia. Um, <sighs> Sometimes, man. But yeah, anyways. Uh, and if you'd like to see a, you know, a, a movie version of their story, I actually had heard of them because there's a movie made called Loving. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I've definitely heard of heard of that before. So, And I'm going to take the next one, too, because I know Joe's uh, answer has yeah, several people yeah, involved. Um, so uh, mine is Amelia Boynton uh, Robinson, who was born in 1911 and passed 2015. Uh, Robinson was at the forefront of the civil rights movement in Georgia and Atlanta and Alabama, excuse me. And she is most recognized for, and this is the thing is people don't know the name of the woman, but they've seen the pictures for the brutal photographs showing her being attacked by officers during the 1965 bloody oh, Sunday March from Selma. She, that's her. I had no idea. That's her. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Robinson also championed voting rights for African-Americans and her efforts and attack were depicted in the, uh, the, uh, 2014 movie. So, okay. Okay. So uh, if you're if you're not familiar with her, you can watch that. Obviously, it's it's a film version of it, so you got to take right, it all with a grain of salt. I mean, it's hard. Um, so there's a little bit of, but I mean, you can learn more about you can learn more about her. But it's just to me, it's like that's one of those pictures that 
if you, if you put it in front of somebody, they're going to go, oh, right. yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I've seen it before. But you had no idea who the woman was in okay. the photo. And to me, that's 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 a huge moment in our history, especially yeah. civil, you know, I civil mean, rights history. And nobody I, knew that. Like woman you literally there. just said that. I had no idea. Did you know that before looking? Yeah. No, I didn't. No, yeah, no, I had no clue. Again, if, if we're going to harp on the whole school thing, uh, I feel like that's a very important person's name to know. No. Um, right. So, but that was just, you know, that, that was one more I wanted to throw in there. And that one was a little different in the sense that it's just, that's a, it's, it's like kind of half and half of what I was thinking before is like, it's something we all know, yeah. but we don't yeah, know the exactly. name. You know what I mean? Whereas I, like, we skipped some of the other ones because everybody knows their names. Like this one jumped out to me because the moment in time stands out so much to me, but the name was never attached. So- and I'm sure if you go back and look in some books, in a little caption on the bottom, sure. it has her name and you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's but that moment, that's a huge moment in, in civil rights history. And yeah. you're not taught you, that. You name. should essentially, I mean, really, you should probably know that just as well as you would know, like Rosa Parks. It should be a pretty well known name. Yeah. Right. Right. So, in so, any event, um, moving right along, Jay, you you had one that you said was just there's too much. Yeah, well, um, you you couldn't so you couldn't yeah, narrow I mean, it down to this one. It's just like kind of in the in the sports category, sports or fitness category, because I think, and again, okay. man, I couldn't name every single woman that's done amazing things in sports, but I kind of picked picked these ones that I right. think are are really important for not only not only for women. Currently, mm-hmm. young women growing up, but in general, like these women are surpassing a lot of men too with what what they're doing. So, uh, just a couple here to start with. So, since 1998, when women's hockey was introduced in the Olympics, the United States or Canada has either won gold, silver, or bronze. They've that team, either one of those teams, has taken one of those medals. Every single year, every single Olympics since 1998. Mostly uh, the gold, it's been US or Canada. And again, they've either had silver or bronze. So that's pretty badass of all those women. Every single Olympics, they get a medal. I think that's pretty badass. Um, I want to touch on uh, Diana Taurasi. She is the all time leading scorer in WNBA history. She has played. 503 games and her total is 9,663 points. And that's important to me because I looked up what the averages of for NBA players. So, so she essentially with, with how many games she played and how many points she scored, she averaged 19.2 points per game, which is pretty solid. For instance, for instance, Larry Bird averaged 25 or excuse me, 24.2 points per game. And he's considered, he's considered one of the greatest of all time, right? Michael Jordan, 30.4. We won't say the other guy, but in the thirties, but so my, my point is like, so essentially, (laughs) and they played way more games than she did too. So had she played more games, he probably would still be scoring points. You know what I mean? But I think that's, I think that's pretty badass. Probably. Uh, you know, and that's a name that, like, when they hold that kind of record, it's 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 just mind blowing to me that you yeah, don't know exactly. The name. Um, it, it's just insane to me. And you know, people talk all the time about how, you know, they they're like, oh well, nobody watches women's sports. 
And I and they they try to argue about the game is different and blah 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 blah. And maybe some of that factors in. But I argue that if we were taught to appreciate women's sports earlier in life, it wouldn't be such a stretch to imagine us you, watching them as I think adults. You hit the nail on the head on that. One thousand percent. I mean, like we all like every I'll be everybody watches the women's U.S. soccer I, team. Not I've uh, well, I mean, and I watch U.S. women's hockey. Uh, and I, um, speaking of like, yeah. um, I've watched. I've watched more. So basketball isn't necessarily my sport to watch. I don't really care for it much, but I have watched the women's March madness more than I've watched like the men's March madness. I've watched the WNBA games. And again, I'm not saying this has been a bunch, but I've watched more WNBA games than I've watched NBA games. You know what I mean? So, because I don't know, I think it's more enjoyable because they're not flopping around. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) I, Dude, there's an argument to be made fair. They're more made there because they're being more athletic are, are, and playing the actual game. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, <laughs> Look, I'm just I played soccer for years, so I'm going to say this as a soccer fan or a football yeah. fan, if that's what you want to call it. Um, those guys are the are the biggest <laughs> floppers on the planet. It's like a whole field yeah. of LeBron Jameses, and uh, then and. I watched the there. You see uh, some of these women's soccer players that beat the Throwing elbows hell out and of everything. Each other. They don't give yeah. a shit. Ain't nobody uh, looking for a card. Uh, don't throw that card. Um, <laughs> a, a couple more uh, before we. Uh, so, this woman is an absolute badass, and I think shows what if you work your ass off what anybody can accomplish, but she is such a strong and amazing woman. Her name is Dr. Steffi Cohen. She's a doctor of physical therapy. She holds, stand by, Sean, 25 mm-hmm. world records in powerlifting in not only 114-pound class, also the 123-pound class, excuse me, and the 119-pound class. So 114, 119, 123. She has 25 combined world records in powerlifting. She is the first woman to ever deadlift 400 or excuse me, 4.4 times her body weight, 4.4 times her body weight. Wow. And that happened. That's one specifically happened when she was 114 pounds. She deadlifted 456 pounds, which was the all time world record for that. In that same meet squatted 446 pounds for the other record. And then she benched 226 pounds for a total of 1,124 pounds for yet another all-time world record. Wow, dude. Uh, you know what's funny is I, I actually yeah. knew that yeah. one simply because I already follow yeah. her she, on Instagram. She puts, she puts out some great because information. She posts some inc- – she, she puts out great information. She is um, uh, uh, informative. She's entertaining. And – she comes across, and I like. She comes across, especially with a certain positivity that I really like. Um, she's inspirational, which I really dig. Um, and also, yeah, I was just gonna say boxer. she also just turned uh, pro boxer about a year and a half, two years ago, and yeah. she's been undefeated. And she's, she, well, she, I, I just checked her. She, I, the the last record I see uh, is from is says uh, oh, three wait, one yeah, and she, one. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. She she was uh, the one was a uh, decision, and then she did get she did lose the other one. Yeah. Okay. She's never so been she's knocked, never out. Been knocked yeah. out. So, but three one and one. So I mean, she's had one one loss and and one uh, stalemate. Yeah. And then three wins. I yeah. mean, so she's doing pretty good at the beginning of her boxing career. 
Um, on top, on, because you know, having all those world records. Yeah, what wasn't else enough. can I do? What else can I do? Let's let. And so, uh, and right. have, you know, I, I meant to actually look back on this now that I'm thinking about it, but I want to say that um, the when she she's like most of her records are at that 123 pound class. I want to say she made mm-hmm. that 15 pound cut in a pretty short amount of time to do the 114. I'll have to go back and verify that for sure, but. From what I remember, she right. cut that weight pretty quickly. In in a sense, in the sense of well, dude, like within a couple of months to go down to one fourteen to do those world records. And if you don't know, like yeah. cutting weight is tough on its own. But then also, especially in powerlifting, usually when you cut weight, you get a little weaker. So like that's that's an amazing yeah. feat to be able to cut weight and still hit a world record. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and it, you know, she, her, she fights at, uh, it says her, her weight class is, I think it's like the yeah. 130 or something like that, the featherweight weight class. Um, which means, and this is just how it is, you know, uh, for, for fighters, they generally walk right. around heavier than that. Um, so, and again, so for somebody like it's a, to cut down to, and I mean, this is true of just athletes in general, to cut that kind of weight, like you said, is incredible. Um, especially yeah, without exactly. losing your power. Uh, and then the last one that I definitely want to touch on is again another amazing woman. And this woman uh, has yeah, be real crappy no, if it's a guy now. Uh, but she she has consistently <laughs> uh, outperformed men in the same sport. And I'm talking about her name is Tia Claire Toomey, right. and she is the six time CrossFit Games champion. And by six times, I mean six times in a row. So she has she has shattered Ooh. the previous women's record for consecutive titles in a row of three. She shattered mm. the previous men's record of four. And she shattered the current record of five times in a row by being the six-time CrossFit Games champion. And not only that, while she didn't win... Uh, in 2016, she placed second in that CrossFit Games in 2016. She also went to the Olympics that year for Australia for Olympic weightlifting. So while CrossFit wow. does have Olympic lifts in it, but like two different, essentially two different sports, and she competed in both of them that year. So that's pretty badass as well. Um, and consistently over those six championships that she's had, so if you don't know, CrossFit does the CrossFit Open every single year right around this time where essentially that's where they do all the rankings and stuff right. like that. Anyway, the point is Tia over the last couple of years has won the Open, but not only won the Open for the women, but she's essentially won it overall. Like she beat the men as well. So she's killing it. Jeez. And while somebody's going to say, oh, well, the women use different weights sometimes than the men. Sh- shut the fuck up. Uh, like she's still outperforming the men by leaps and bounds. Okay. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> this she's fucking awesome. Right. And so she's probably not going to compete this year because she's pregnant, but she probably could still win it. Honestly, but she's not going to, she won't compete this year, right. but she probably could still win it. Honestly. That's nice. I've, I've, seen, I've seen, I've uh, seen her Instagram, you know, she's still training hard, hard as hell while pregnant and like, yeah, she can still probably win it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, so right. yeah, dude, um, some, some pretty amazing, uh, obviously that just doesn't even scrape the surface of all the amazing women that, uh, have, have transcended history and are alive today and doing awesome things. Uh, but that would be a really long podcast to try to cover it all. 
No kidding, right? Uh, well, that has been uh, our just a list of, of the women that we found that we found interesting that are some of the ones you don't normally hear about. Um, if you have... Uh, oh, you know what? I, I was going to say if you have any things, but Joe, I know you asked specifically if anybody had some women in their yeah, lives yeah, that yeah. they wanted um, to talk so about. So I do know on that question that we posted. Um, so our, our friends at keep your secrets, they, they mentioned, uh, another band called meet me at the altar. That's an all female led group, which is pretty badass. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've oh, wow. you ever heard of them before. Meet me at the altar. Yeah. They're no, essentially, no, that's awesome. uh, so if you go back a few episodes to our February 3rd episode, uh, when we had keep your secrets on their music is is if you like that then you'll like meet me at the altar meet me at the altar um but that's an nice. all female led band uh, and actually i was we have a we have two other right now female led bands in the works to uh get on this show so that kind of leads all into the same conversation if you have other um if you if you're a band or you know a a, a band led by a female you know a band uh, any band artists, we'd love to hear from that. But if you also want to input on this uh, after the fact, obviously we're recording, but uh, in, important women in your life or somebody you didn't that we didn't mention, we'd love to hear that as well. Guests growing up pod at gmail.com. Uh, but then going back to the the answers that we got, um, we got a lot of Margaret Thatcher's, Florence Nightingale, Jane Austen, uh, Marie Curie, nice. Maya Angelou. Um, what else? Uh, but sorry, I got a jump around here real quick uh got a got a lot of those um no worries again rbg of course um alex morgan alex morgan is a u.s women's soccer um yeah and i get you know what the a few of them so they i had a lot of had a lot of women say those names and then ended yeah. it with and myself as well and i fucking love that like I fucking love that. So cool. And I said that. She was like, hell yeah. fuck yeah. And I know there's a lot of earmuffs and a lot of bleeps, but I love that energy because we'll you know what? I Don't like beep it. I say week. leave it in. I think <laughs> I think we leave it in. Uh, but I was like, dude, I love that. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Like, you should admire yourself, like fucking killing it. You know what I mean? That that is such a positive mindset. Like, like not even just positive, but like self-supportive you know what i mean like i'm gonna include myself with this right. person that i am right yeah i think that's great that's awesome kind of that that gives me that, you know what i'm with you dude that oh, just yeah. put a big old smile yeah, on my face that. i love so it. um so hopefully so, we did we did right by this episode and we did right by international women's day uh again just uh two dudes uh trying to learn more and uh continue to be good humans in this world and spread some knowledge and learn some things it's always the effort. Uh, next week, though, we're naturally, of course, we'll just go back again. to being dummies. I can feel it. I, mean, I can just feel it. Episode twenty-nine, one where we yeah, tried to learn. Episode thirty, this is the bottom. <laughs> back, back to the barrel, <laughs> bottom of the barrel. Oh man! Well, uh, I guess until next week, we'll see you guys at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I guess this is the bottom. <laughs> <laughs>